Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where every week I help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. Now, that might be the mission of the nonprofit that you're currently working at, or if you're a nonprofit consultant or freelance grant writer, the many different nonprofits you work with. All right, so we have an exciting episode for you today. We're going to be talking about some very contemporary things as we move into the end of year and of all the things going on in the Taylor Swift world. (laughs) All right, so how does this whole Taylor Swift slash Ticketmaster situation, this big snafu um, going on in November 2022, relate to nonprofits and consultants. So we're gonna talk about that today because I thought, man, when this happened, I was just like, this is the reason why a lot of nonprofits and nonprofit consultants get held back from doing things. So I'm gonna touch on that. So, And I'm also gonna share with you some snafus that I've had this year in my business so you understand that it's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. So we're going to definitely talk about that. Before we get there today, if you want the grants formula to get a free video mini series on how to write grants, a lot of grant writing templates, as well as how to get your nonprofit positioned for more funding through credibility and transparency, or if you want to start or grow a freelance grant writing business or nonprofit consultancy and get some checklist in place, you are definitely gonna to wanna to join our free grant writing and funding hub haven. It's an online portal where it has templates for all of those things. It's super well organized, so you don't have to dig through emails for things that you signed up for online for free, but it has everything in a portal as well as upcoming trainings And once you sign up for that, you also get included in my weekly uh, Hub Haven email. So I talk about the podcast that released that week, any trainings we have coming up, any sales going on, as well as different curated resources um, that I offer you that I think are fantastic for nonprofits or nonprofit consultants or grant writers. So I definitely find those online and give them to you. All right, so definitely go to grantwritingandfunding.com to get on the Grant Writing and Funding Hub Haven, just click on Start Here and you can sign up. And for all of today's show notes, go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 246. All right, are you ready? Any Swifties out there? <laughs> we're definitely gonna be talking about how this whole thing, this whole snafu relates to nonprofits and nonprofit consultants. Long story short, if you haven't heard about the snafu with Taylor Swift and Ticketmaster, basically what it breaks down to is she's super excited to announce her tour for 2023 and puts it on Ticketmaster and Ticketmaster essentially crashes. Too many people wanting to get tickets. Over 2.4 million people were able to get tickets, but a lot of people weren't. A lot of people waited hours and hours and hours even people who had pre-sold tickets and other types of behind the scene things, 
could not get in, were kicked out, had to go back in, a lot of unhappy fans, right? So we're hearing about this story all week. It's really put a spotlight on how tech can crash. And it's not just this story, this is just an example. Really what the story has done is brought to light a lot of different stories that I've heard that have become so popular about, oh my gosh, and then this person did this and they put this thing out there and then everything crashed and oh no. So how does that reflect to you as a nonprofit or as a nonprofit consultant? Well, let me tell you. These types of stories can hold you back from launching because you may think, oh my gosh, I need to have everything perfect. I need to hire a big company to take care of all my tech when my donors come in for this online campaign that I'm gonna release. Or I need to have my website published and all of the things figured out already before I pitch my services to anyone. And the thing is, is that most of us are not in the Taylor Swift stratosphere, okay? Most of us aren't gonna have 2.4 million different people, you know, being your donors or buying your products or buying your services in one day, right? So definitely, this is this huge popular story that we can then internalize a lot of times, and I've seen this happen again and again, everything needs to be perfect before we launch. And yes, you should check different tech. You should make sure the link that you send out works, right? You should do all of those types of things. But to have to hire a huge company or a huge marketing firm to get in front of everything, or to have to invest so much time and energy and money into something that you're just trying to get donors, right? You're just trying to get your nonprofit's name out there. That's not necessary, right? So it's stories like this that can hold us back a lot of times or even in the case of a nonprofit consultant or freelance grant writer. So many times I'm like, have you reached out to your friends and family yet and said, hey, send me one or two referrals, please. That would be awesome. They're like, no, I need to get my website done. That's gonna take me three months because I have to work with my content. I have to develop all this stuff and I gotta get it out there and put a logo together and all of this stuff. And I'm like, no, you don't need that to get a client. You don't need that at all, right? You need to have your business license and you can go. <laughs> so a lot of times, even if you don't have your pricing figured out yet, once you talk to them and look at the grant you have to write or find out what kind of strategic plan you need to do, then you can figure out your pricing then. So definitely you can move forward. You don't need a website. You have a phone or you can visit that person um, in real life and have a conversation with them. And what can be the easiest way is to start with friends and family, right? Because when they refer you to somebody, that somebody trusts your friend or family, so then they also trust you. And they don't need to necessarily look at a website. They need to talk to you, right? So definitely don't let these huge stories of, oh my gosh, all this stuff went wrong. I need to get it all perfect. And you know what? I'm not perfect yet, so I'm not gonna publish it, right? It's never gonna be perfect. And it's better done than perfect. Believe it. Okay, here's the thing. Taylor Swift still sold 2.4 million tickets, right, right away. Yes, there has been a public apology by Ticketmaster and all of that. Um, Taylor Swift has come out to her fans and been like, I am so sorry, that was, an, that was an issue for you. I'm still here for you. She's still gonna be sold out. 
She's going to, even people who didn't know she was going on tour in 2023, yours included, <laughs> now I know. Like, we know about her. This maybe has actually increased her branding. Like, it's crazy. When things happen, it's not always necessarily, even if they're not perfect things and they might be negative things like this, it doesn't necessarily tarnish that person, right? They come up with an apology. Those fans, she might do so. I bet you she's gonna do something creative for them. Like it could come out eventually as a win-win because just because something wasn't perfect and it wasn't anyone's fault necessarily, right? So, but there's ways then you can course correct. So even if you come out with that crowdfunding campaign and one of the links doesn't work or your checkout isn't working right, people will get back to you and they'll say, this isn't working you can course correct, right? Yes, you do wanna check those links, but sometimes just things happen. And you wouldn't know that if you never did anything, if you never released that campaign, if you were waiting for perfection, perfection's never gonna come. Definitely you wanna put some thought into what you're going to do, right? We just don't wanna, ah, I'm just gonna, next week I'm trying to do this and all of that. But we do wanna put, we do wanna put some preparation in that and make sure things are good. But a lot of times, especially like you freelancers out there, you may not even have your service created yet. You could just be like, hey, get on a wait list for this thing that I'm thinking about doing and people will sign up for it. And then you know people are interested, so you develop it, right? So, or pay for this service, it's going to start next month. So then you get paid in advance, kind of like a pre-sale, and then you can get paid to develop it. So these are different things that actually can be a win-win for you if you're not trying to get everything produced. Another example is to say like, if you feel like you need to hire a huge marketing team or a huge production company to put together videos and then you're not even sure if the service is gonna sell, that might not be the best use of your money and it's not, right? Sometimes it's actually just creating a video with your phone and seeing what kind of feedback you get to know if you should develop that product, right? Sometimes instead of hiring a huge production company for your campaign, for your nonprofit, you're using your phone and you're taking videos and it's more personable and behind the scenes and it's free. So you can definitely, then you can, you can say your donations go to this project, they don't go to this production team. So there are definitely ways that actually imperfect can be better, right? It's definitely better than perfect and not done. <laughs> and you can always go back and tweak things and make them better. All right, so let me talk to you about personally about some things that have not gone the way that I wanted to, them to go this year. Number one, forgetting to hit record during webinars. Mm, yes, I have actually done this twice. I would say once last year and once this year, it's definitely happened. I actually do a lot of webinars, but and having, I know, I know you're all saying, but there's an automatic thing that you can sign up for that it records as soon as you hit, rec or as soon as you go live. But a lot of times I'm doing stuff behind the scenes before I let people in the room. So I don't wanna record that part, right? I just wanna record the actual training. So, um, Definitely have forgotten to do that. This year I did it, last year I did it. The thing is, is people may sign up, they may pay for those webinars and, or they sign up knowing they're gonna watch the replay, right? They sign up knowing, hey, I know I can't go to that live, but I still want that content and I still wanna watch that webinar. So 
not recording it is a huge issue, right? Because you know there's a lot of people that sign up for it, especially if it's a paid one. Um, and then if you don't have anything to send to them because you didn't hit record. All right, yes, that's a problem. How I, of course, corrected that though, but I actually just said, okay, after everyone got off the call, realized it wasn't downloading, ah, then I just went ahead and I recorded myself and did the webinar again with me on the, <laughs> with me as a participant, right? So another way that I've also done that is just make another webinar and then record it and invite more people and have more people come on my list and just been transparent. Oh, oops, snafu, I forgot to hit record, so sorry. So I'm having another webinar. Please come, if you can't, this one will be emailed to you as in the, for the replay. So there's definitely things that you can do. Things happen. It's never gonna be completely perfect all the time. Okay, snafu number two. I wasn't able to let more people in the Zoom room. I had a, a humongous amount of people that signed up for a webinar and I was stuck at 100 and I couldn't go up for that because I was hosting and it was a huge technical thing and I couldn't get on the back end to let more people in the room. Oh my gosh, that was awful. But what we decided to do with my co-host was go ahead and do another webinar. And we had actually more people ended up coming as well because we did another webinar. And the other thing was for the second webinar that we did, the additional one that we hadn't intended to do, but we went ahead and say, okay, in a couple of days, we're setting up another webinar. If you can attend that one, please come. We're adding 30 minutes at the end of Q&A. Usually it's just an hour. This one we had today was just an hour for, so only about 10 minutes of Q&A. This one we're gonna have in a few days. You know what, it's gonna be 90 minutes, so we have a full 30 minutes of Q&A. So we added a little bit of a plus thing, and we also sent out um, a free downloadable so that could be used for nonprofits. So it was a really thing to say, okay, I get it. If your time, you put time aside for that, you couldn't get in, that's frustrating. I understand. That's on me, that was a mistake. I'm sorry, I don't know how the tech couldn't work to upgrade the amount, um, but it didn't. So I'm making another webinar, I'm adding a little bit on the end for Q&A, and I'm gonna give you this free gift, so. And I got even more people signed up for the additional webinar. And a lot of people were like, thank you so much for this gift, I totally get it. So that was the way I, of course, corrected that, right? And it worked out in the end. Snafu number three. Now this one was totally out of my control because it was a Zoom. <laughs> all these Zoom things, related things. It's all these webinar things. But Zoom uh, was upgraded and they actually had a huge issue on their tech side. So it's interesting. Like a link I would give to one person, they could get right into the Zoom. The, uh, the exact same link somebody else clicked on, they couldn't get in. So definitely there was an issue on that. I had to go back and forth with Zoom on that one and also figure out what does work for people then, right? So getting the link emailed directly from Zoom was fine, but if I copied and pasted it and put it in an email, it wasn't working for them. So it was just a part of me saying, course correction, what do I need to do? Talk to Zoom, obviously, and then try to figure out another way that it can still work and send the replay to everybody. Make sure I'm recording, make sure I send up the replay. So definitely these are just different types of snafus that go into your business. And snafu number four, here's one that's not a Zoom thing, <laughs> it's not a webinar related one, it's about email. Yes, we have a lot of, for our email list, we have our, our main list, but we also have a bunch of sub lists. So if somebody takes like, 
for this example, I do an eight-week freelance grant writing academy. So those people who are interested in becoming grant writers or growing their grant writing business, they have eight weeks with me. It's amazing. And um, so I send them emails and I can segment them from my list so I can just send it to that group and not everybody in my list. So I can send them specific emails, especially about stuff we're doing in our course and all of that. So I had put this email together for them and I had a link for this free bonus and all of the things and I was sending it out to them. And I had so many emails in different ways and segmenting going on that day. Not I accidentally sent that email to my entire list. Ooh, okay, and you can't unsend that once it goes out. You can't, no, retrieve, nope. So what I had to do immediately was cancel that link so not everybody's getting that free bonus. And then I had, so because it, it was a link to an outside um, external URL. And then what I did immediately was send an email to my entire list and let them know, oops, snafu, and say, you know, I'm so sorry, that was supposed to be for this certain group and it went to all of you, please disregard that last email. But then I thought, well, they're all gonna look at that email because I just said, please disregard it. What's your first instinct is to look at that email. So then I said, okay, so they know what that is. I was like, well, if you are interested in the Eight Week Freelance Grant Writer Academy, those are some things that we talk about in there, right? So here's a list to sign up for our next one. And I just let them know, sorry again for sending that email to you. Please disregard it. And what was really funny about that email was I got so many responses to it of people going, thanks, Holly. Oh, hey, by the way, I'm interested in that. And it, even one person said, oh my gosh, this is such a good marketing tool. We were thinking of hiring you. And I was like, that was not something I did intentional for a marketing thing. That was a mistake <laughs> that I had immediately said, oh no, right? So definitely, these are all different snafus that I've personally done, and I'm sure some of you out there can relate to me or have your own, but in the end, for each one of those, there was a way to course correct, there was a way to communicate, uh, there was a way to move forward, and people gave me grace, right? They gave me grace because I was being honest, I was being transparent, this is what's happening, and this is the way I'm trying to take care of it. You know, I appreciate you guys being with me on this <laughs> and they were moreover most people were like you know really appreciate that no worries haha -ha, all of that like just you know they understand there's mistakes so i just want to let you know that yes i make mistakes too we all do but don't have these examples hold you back right yeah maybe you double check who you're sending your emails to because you remember the story or whatnot but at the same time we don't want to have to have everything so perfect or invest so much money before we launch things that we lose the whole purpose of why we're launching things so i hope this podcast encourages you as a nonprofit to not invest tons of money or tons of energy into a campaign but to start with small steps and to get it out there. Or if you're a nonprofit consultant or freelance grant writer, I hope this encourages you to reach out to friends and family, to Facebook message people or send an email or make a phone call. And don't worry about getting your website done before you start getting clients because those clients can help pay for that website. So do move forward, take action, and know that yes, 
You're going to have tech glitches. Mistakes are going to happen, but it's okay because you can always course correct. And the biggest mistake is taking no action at all. All right, I hope you guys all have a very wonderful, happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys in the United States and have a wonderful holiday season. I'll be back with you next week. All right, bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For all of today's show notes, go ahead and go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 246. And if you love this podcast, please do me a favor and subscribe to your podcast listener so you are able to get our weekly episodes delivered straight to your podcast player. And if you love this episode, please do me a favor and leave a, a rating and review on your podcast listener as it does help other people find the podcast. All right, I hope you have a wonderful week. And remember, done is better than perfect. I hope to see all of your campaigns out there. Give me a tag when you are, tag me at Holly Rustic when you guys are giving your online campaigns, promoting your businesses, and so much more so I can see all of the cool things that you guys are doing out there and give you a thumbs up or a heart to support your work. All right, I'll talk to you next week.